Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the world of priesthood dispatches, where we tell your stories from the front lines of high demand religion. Oh, that dragged on. Sorry. Everyone, it's the 3rd of June and the Britvengers are back again. Uh, welcome back to the Priest of Dispatches channel. Before we get to our actual topic this evening, quick announcement. Um, doing a little bit of fundraising here at Priest of Dispatches for PD's Paranormal Investigation. I'll tell you a little bit more about that at the end of the show, but we shall get to our main event, which is the Britvengers have gathered to speculate um before i introduce them i just i was going to call the show i think we discussed before it's predictions but in the church mormons are really good at speculating whenever it comes to a new bishop a new state president especially callings like that it's who's it going to be you know and you're like oh it's going to be that guy or whatever and i think they they tell us not to and now that we are free of the shackles we can speculate away um so say hello guys Hello. Hey. <laughs> awesome. So we've come here this evening, everyone, to discuss this special state conference. Now, here in the UK and Ireland, we have been blessed over the last six to 12 months with visits from on high, from apostles, and now two Area 70s coming to give a state conference to the Birmingham, Coventry, and Litchfield Stakes. Um, for anyone not in the UK, not aware of where these are, um, just let me zoom out slightly. Oh, that's the wrong way. Um, here in the UK, in the very centre, we have Birmingham. And there are three states that kind of go around Birmingham. Um, here's Birmingham and Litchfield to the north and Coventry to the south. So those are the ones we're going to be discussing in more detail in a moment. But along with the e-poster, we had an email. Now, I will hand over to Nemo um, to read this email so you know why we're so excited about this state conference. So the email says, uh, and it's letter-headed for the church. Dear brothers and sisters, this is an exciting time for the saints in the West Midlands area. With the announcement of a temple and the relocation of the mission office back to Sutton Coalfield, these announcements indicate a special time is coming for our area. To that end, we are pleased to extend an invitation for members to participate in a special state conference, including the Birmingham, Coventry and Litchfield stakes. At this conference, some boundaries will be realigned to strengthen stakes and wards and provide a simplified and more enriching gospel experience for members in this area. The conference general session for all three stakes will take place on Sunday the 5th of June at 10 o'clock. At 
As this weekend is also Litchfield State Conference, Litchfield State members will meet at Litchfield State Centre and the Sunday general session will be broadcast to the Birmingham State members at Harborn Chapel and to each individual unit within the Coventry Stake. Boom. Um, Are they doing a Saturday session? Unclear. Not Mm. not that I'm aware of. You'd have thought they'd have had the uh, leadership session or the adult session on a Saturday evening. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm sure we're not bothered really. We're only worried about um, seeing them crash and burn. Um, sorry, I shouldn't be so pessimistic. <laughs> we're only worried about seeing the simplified growth of the gospel in the UK. Mm. Quite and right. the enrichment. And the enrichment. They <laughs> use the word enrichment. Enriching. <laughs> Enrichment evenings, just isn't that what uh, clocked how funny that was? Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone, anyone an enriched think, experience? What What do they think could be simplified about the gospel? Uh, the amount of traveling you have to do as a member of the church. Mm, I don't think that's going to be simplified in this. <laughs> it's about to get longer. Jane, <laughs> no, that it is weird words, isn't it? Mm. It it wasn't so much simplified that sort of, that I was really focusing on because we've been hearing the message of simplification for such a long time now. That's not new. Um, we want to you know have have things more streamlined, more family focused, and there are issues with that. For me, the the thing that really stood out was the strengthening part. This is for the the purpose of strengthening. Um, and I just, I think that's really complicated. Um, I think if strengthening means more church attendance, then that's one conversation. Um, but strengthening is, I think if, you, if you're looking at strengthening a, a, a member of the church, you're looking the SCMC guy just hey I'll tell you how to do your job um if you're looking at strengthening a member of the church you're looking at a a whole approach of church attendance um gospel study midweek meetings how a church community functions um who who are you close to who who are your nearest neighbors who are also members of the church who do your kids go to school with who do they go to primary with um if geography, when you start messing about with geography, it leads to questions like, um, you know, are, are our kids going to lose their best friends from primary? Do we, um, all of those types of things that actually have possibly way more of a real life impact than who can all show up for the Sunday sacrament meeting? Good point. Absolutely. And I think. There is nothing that will annoy people more, or rewind, there is nothing that annoys Mormons more than coming to church and finding someone sat on their pew. Mm -hmm. Imagine how annoyed they're going to be when they're told to sit on a pew in a different building or stake. I would not want to be a speaker at this event at all because you're going to be speaking over the murmur and chatter and displeasure of all these people who have just been told that either you know this ward i've always been in this ward there there are people in the ward i grew up in who aren't officially in that ward because boundaries changed and they refuse to stop attending absolutely 
Yeah. You're all are such a cynical bunch. I mean, this might be what so I I know we all we all tease and joke, right? And and maybe there are lots of people out there who would love to see the church not do well or close. And you know, I've got no doubt um good people who think that way. But for the most part, certainly I'm here. I want to see the church doing well. I think this is heartbreaking to see how um, churches up and down are, are closing when you take someone's spiritual home or the, their spiritual practice away from them. The consequences of that are devastating. So the aim of this is going to be a positive one. The aim of this is going to be we really do want to strengthen people. We do want to make things more simple. We do, you know, we, we want this to be a positive in the lives of church members. Um, we have all experienced, I'm sure, stake changes, ward boundary changes. That's what does happen frequently in the church to, for all sorts of reasons. And there have been many times when it is fantastic. Um, we, you know, we locally had someone who was way closer to our ward than they were to the ward they were assigned to. And thank goodness a boundary change happened. And and that could resolve that. And she's more sort of part of our community, things like that when they make sense. My concern is if this is just about numbers, I don't know if this is gonna fix it. Well then let's throw out there a really hot take of what they could possibly do uh, as a positive thing. They could abolish ward boundaries entirely. Just let people go to whatever ward they want oh. to go to. The I Lord's would... house is a house of order, oh. Nemo. <laughs> I would like. Uh, okay, I right remember. You, no, you're, you're, you're but right. Uh, but, okay, I remember being told as a youth, you can only grow spiritually in your own stake um, and lots of stuff about how callings would be fulfilled. So... Yes, and Nemo, your yes. priesthood power is mm. as a bishop or your, mm. you know... It's all you. As soon as you step it's over the border, you mm. lose that revelation. So it's kind of like cops in nineteen twenties moonshine films, where you've got to run for the county line. Um, <laughs> you're, you know, because they have no jurisdiction over the county line. It is exactly like that. Um, I just wanted to highlight mm. Catherine's thing here. Catherine says it's cynical of them that you know they'll big up all of these we've created this extra stake but they won't mention when they're dissolving stakes catherine that is what we are here for we will mention um that they're doing this and i think a question to all of you is we we look around the world and we see stakes get dissolved all the time especially when it came to um, central south america and baseball baptisms football baptisms different things like that, you know, realigning everything yeah. and sorting the records out. Why is it such a big deal? Like, why are we here? Why Why do we care that a stake would be closing in the UK? I think it's pretty historic. Um, here wait, wait, big deal. Wait, it, it's the tipping point, isn't it? I mean, we've lost a mission. So they took out the England, London South mission. But you could attribute that, I know, in it? Um, Nemo and my then... mission. We lost but Bristol you could... a while back as well, so it's not the first. Oh, time that's true. There. Yeah, I'll carry on. Um, and th but that's attributable not necessarily to local members. That's more attributable to the overall drop in young people choosing to go on missions. 
so you you can you can't really sort of blame uh the local situation for that you know that's a global issue but i think consolidating a stake if that's what ends up happening or consolidating wards within the stakes if they do choose to keep all three alive um that's really significant that is just showing that that these congregations are not sustainable and the narrative is um that in the 80s we grew up when the church was exponentially growing while the rest of the country lost its religion i want to keep pointing out um in the last 10 years america has stopped having half of its people go to church every sunday and that's dropping fast and that panic that they're experiencing there and the mormons they're using it as their big excuse the whole world's losing its religion therefore it's understandable that our growth has stalled and we're losing members that narrative just is blown out of the water by what we accomplished in the 21st in the 20th century in britain that we grew and grew and grew while all the churches around us were emptying we grew slowly we baptized multitudes but only a tiny percentage stayed active so growth was small you had to work really hard for it but we had it and we were told in the 80s as teenagers that we should expect every ward to become a stake by now and that was a completely reasonable expectation and the fact that he hasn't is a massive indictment of the church that we're still struggling on with these tiny microscopic community congregations in huge cities of tens of thousands of people and it's still down to just a couple of families and a few stalwarts holding it together we have not had the growth that we should have done if this church is really true or rocking it in the way it should be and selling itself properly because so we've had much that. yeah in in Coventry yeah. stake where i grew up the ward i grew up in was a town of eighty thousand people right almost a hundred thousand people that ward when i was growing up was regularly over a hundred people attending it is now mm. i would imagine about 50 or 60 mm. if that yeah you know, well, it's, and in, in a town of eighty thousand people the biggest town in the yeah. county yeah I've been reading reports of um, the church at its, its sort of heyday here in the UK in the, the building period of the 60s. And a couple of stakes just together, we were talking hundreds upon hundreds of people. I think the number given for a state conference, uh, the highest I'd seen here was 500. That might seem like just a state conference I think in America but here that is huge mm -hmm. um so the heyday was even longer ago and and like you say I I recall the days when steady ward numbers would be hundred-ish slightly over um to the point where people who come to visit my wards are asking where are all the people you know the children asking where are all the people mm -hmm. um Everyone's leaving. Just to put a really fine point on, you know, what, what Peter's saying. The church here is dying. The church here, the wards are closing. It's getting really, really bad. And that is a, that's really concerning. Mm -hmm. um, the other reason, you know, PD, you're asking why, why it's important. Why are we talking about this? Because this is hot on the heels of the British rescue. All of this stuff happened to help strengthen us. Um, we we should the amount of um, church resource that has been poured into the UK in the form of people coming to speak to us has been incredible. Um, 
historic even, I suppose, yeah, there's been so much recently and the result of it, not one new ward, not one new stake, not, not a huge influx, to, uh, influx of new members, none of that. We're seeing wards and stakes continuing to close. Awesome. Yeah. Um, before we continue, I just wanted to say we are a couple of Britvengers light this evening. So to go down the roll call, Alana is in the chat and she's off living her best life and will be back soon. Lynn has kicked Peter out. He's at his mum and dad's. She's <laughs> off living her best life as well. Sounds good. Julian, we did have Julian a few minutes ago, but he's in and out. He's sat in a, an airport in Denmark and Laura's living her best life having a party. There is something about the sisters in this group that means that having an amazing time. Jane obviously has taken a moment off from her rave um, to come in and be with us. Rave top. Genuinely, yeah. I, I have planned, yeah. <laughs> but, well, this is Jubilee weekend. Everyone's doing what they should do oh, yep. and <laughs> going to party. And, the queen. You know, <laughs> and the thing is, you know, we, we become such an easy target for for you know people thinking that we're being really critical and you know we, we'll call out bs when we see it right and and we we do have a a certain sense of humor when we're speaking about things but i mean come on we should be spending time with our families week this weekend a church is closing and we're on here talking about it this is really really worrying stuff yeah. about, britain's got talents on right now like oh. that should that <laughs> You should right. the live level. I am missing Britain's Got Talent live semi. It's a crisis. Hi everyone. <laughs> okay, so from from what we just said, something that that comes to my mind is the church has a very um, quick set of uh, criteria for wards and stakes to grow. For wards to go from a branch to a ward, and then to split from a ward into two wards, and then into a stake. They'll do it very quickly. It's all about having the right number of temple recommend holding Melchizedek priesthood holders. Wait, get to... so it's all about the men? It is all that about the men. That doesn't sound right. No, it is. That doesn't because... sound like our church. Because the men bring the women along <laughs> with them, apparently. So if you've got, um, I think it was like 25, 25 temple recommend holding Melchizedek priesthood holders, you can split that into two wards. Because you imagine a high priest group, 12 13 that's about right for an english ward um so but yeah. they, they'd equate those 25 men to a congregation of four or five times that number because they'd all have wives and children um and different things so it's it's and then you've got you know other people like single sisters and young single adults mm -hmm. in the congregation so it would be a large congregation with 25 Melchizedek priesthood holders well, they'd be screwed if it was just 25 Melchizedek priesthood holders. Mm. Anyway, my point it's, is... It's, 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 sorry, go on. They've got this really fast turnover to split and split and mm. split. Mm. But It's not a high was, target, really, is it? But Well, I was bishop in a ward where we wanted to put the wards back together. And it is so hard to get the wards put back together. It is unreal. The hoops mm. you have to jump through... Because you've got three or four hundred people's names on the rolls, you've got sixty people that come out on a Sunday. So the church mm. say, "Okay, you need to get your rolls down to give us a true reflection 
of mm. how many members you actually have, which is fair enough. But finding three or 400 people knocking on all those doors, finding which ones have passed away, which ones really don't want to know anymore. It is just it, the boot leather you, that's, you burn. Yeah, that's trying that's a really it. good point. So, yeah, so these people are, but if they do consolidate wards or stakes there, they've got that process to go through. It's going to be hard work. It's going to be messy. It's going to be. Well, can, do, um, would you mind yeah. if I jump in on that, pro, that before you, you go on? Because I, right, this is a little bee that I get in my bonnet. You guys have been in the church for a long time, and it is not news that we are a missionary church, right? We also have full-time missionaries. We also have adults who go out um, and, and serve missions with that one focus of finding all these people. So between congregations, missionaries themselves, it's not as if there's a tremendous amount of work going on here in the UK. I'm really sorry. I don't see what the big deal is with getting that job done. And it's still not being that like we still in, in, in our wards, we still have huge lesser people who either don't exist or who were baptized, it was part of the football baptisms, who don't even remember that it happened because they were so young. Um, people who've moved, people who would be in touch with the church again on some kind of mailing list quite happily, but they just don't really, you know, it's just become an irrelevance. We're a missionary church. How is that a big deal? Jane, let me tell you how bloody stupid it is, okay? If it was just that you have to go and knock on the door and mm. that's it, yeah. it's not, yeah. okay? Mm -hmm. There is a set prescription of what the church wants you to do. And it's not mm. just physically, it's digitally as well. So you have to go and knock on the door at least three times at different times in the day, at different times in the week. Do they so have, then have to answer the door and say what is wanted, or is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But if for for you to be able to say we can't find them there, you have to either get no response on all those three times, and then you have to ask. Then you have to knock on the neighbours each time as well to try and find out where they are. Then you have to ask the ward members. So we got to the point where we would read out a short list of names at the end of sacrament meeting every week. We'd read out a list of five names and then say, if anyone knows where these people are, please come forward. Um, and then if no one came forward, we could say we had ticked off that criteria of asking the ward and the local membership where they are. Uh, and then you send the missionaries to go and knock. And then you ask the neighbors and then you check the local um, electoral roll. And then you check Facebook and Instagram and everywhere you can digitally find a person and if you then can't find them you can say address unknown and shift them so off like to that address and stuff like that you got to check as well right? i still there's, think there's a whole document with with the amount of resource that we get people to focus on finding people who are dead to go to the temple i just i i think if we are who we say we are sometimes we just don't preach or you know we, we don't practice what we preach and we don't believe our own stuff and you know like i say we've had thousands and thousands of people who are in a position to do that as well as the members um i mean it's a big job but in in the past say 10 years it's an achievable one no, but we suggest. had a different goal over the past 10 years we had a different very different goal Jane. we did we had a goal to bring uh, to bring a friend to church to oh double. okay can can i fact check that was it yeah. a goal or was it, it was prophecy a, 
Uh, well, it was an area plan. It was an area objective. Um, mm -hmm. We were told it would happen. So, so it was it was pre presented to um, certainly me, you know, in, in our ward and stake that that prophetically, if we did these things, if we invited people, that we would see a, a doubling. Yeah. And at okay. the time, it seems really lame. Like, what a completely lame target. Um, it, bear in mind, our wards are meant to turn to stakes by now. To only to, in ten years to only find one other person to convert or reactivate. I mean, from the start, it was a dreadfully unambitious target. It seemed almost insulting, well, and actually, yet still the church collapsed <laughs> since it. Happened. Yeah, you say that, but I mean, it's really bad. <laughs> you know, with, we, uh, with we all didn't these did we? So no, exactly. I but mean, didn't... I've, I've, I can just test for you know. My last calling for for years was Ward Clark in two wards. And absolutely, I was living through everything you've described, PD. We had to do all right. that paperwork. And they actually had a whole system. So they, for a while in the last few years, they actually employed people based at the Europe HQ to, to um, do all the online searching they could to try and find people's names. They would then send, we had a whole system going for at least two years, I think, um, that every ward in every stake would get sent a list of around 15 names um on the address unknown file and your job for that month was for the missionaries and the ward members to prioritize uh do we know where these people are go through all of that rigmarole and try and clear it and they seem to be going alphabetically because you kind of get all your a's first then some b's and so on and that whole thing just collapsed before they got to the end of the alphabet so i think Absolutely. they realized how much energy was being wasted on completely futile work and my mad, my my obsession for years in leadership in as an elders corn president, as ward mission leader, as um, ward clerk for Yonks has been: we are wasting all this time on dead wood, and while we're doing this, this in in pursuit of the elusive reactivation, because someone managed it once somewhere, we have lost several families who were coming to church, but were too busy on the other people. Um, and it, this whole dysfunction, this is just what we're seeing across the country now and with, with the results for these stakes, is um, that it, this is just the consequence of that stupidity of, of futile busy work chasing dead wood. And we had um, actually a couple who were touring the country doing training a few years ago about this address unknown file thing. Um, there was a Scottish lady and her husband. Um, I don't think it was you, Jane. And I made her cry in a training thing um because i i dare to use the word dead wood you've got previous she was bearing peter has a habit of turning up in places and making people cry <laughs> can, can i can i just say P peter <laughs> it makes so much sense that you were the ward clerk because who do you choose to sit in a room on their own for most of sunday the troublemaker <laughs> Yeah, send exactly. him to the clerk's office. Oh yeah, it's um, very good. It's good. But um, yeah, I was just going to say. But, look, but look. my point was, I was, I was saying to her, look, you're, you're selling that. You know, she's bearing testimony. This is the most important thing ever. Because whenever they give someone a calling like this, it becomes the most important thing ever. And I just said, why are we chasing dead wood when we've got live people leaving? You know, I knew this was not going to work. And she got really upset. You know, because I was raining all over her parade. Um, but of course, I was right, darlings, as always. Um, 
but this is you know i'm just, all i'm saying is this what we're seeing now happening to these stakes and it will quickly spread to others is a culmination of that st organizational stupidity that's been going on for donkey's years and my ward used to have 150 and is now down to about 30. we did have three baptisms recently because we after two years of not having them we've got missionaries back um, a couple of those are sort of brewing for a long time through covid lovely people but i just you have this sinking feeling in your heart you know they're not going to survive yeah. um or statistically only half of them will or less and and this is all being bigged up we had our state conference last sunday it's all all this excitement the great work the miracles happening in gravesend with three baptisms and it's like people we're meant to be turning our wards into stakes if we in our towns of tens of thousands of people cannot just find the lunatics like the needy desperate crazy people who you could bamboozle into any religion we can't even find them if we found them our wards would be heaving because really statistically you should have a chapel on every street Absolutely. like if we were really if this gospel was what it sells itself as um and it hasn't happened and we've the expectations are so rock bottom low now everyone's just got used to defeat um and the vision and the is gone and they're blaming themselves you know it's tragic okay. that's what this is i, I uh, don't think the vision's gone i think people have a uh, um i think active members have a very clear expectation that the mm -hmm. heyday will happen that, that this is going mm -hmm. to happen i think another reason that this is so uh big is that this is the vindication of everything Peter has been saying for about two years, this is the kind of beginning of what yeah. Peter was saying. You should you mm. should go back to your church court and tell them. Uh, mm. I told you so. But oh, I, um, I knew I would be. <laughs> yeah, no. But it, look, looking in the chat, it seems that all over the mm. world there is the same issue. Mm. We're chasing the deadwood rather than um, trying to find fresh people. Could, could I put? I'm I'm just aware that um. You know, when we're talking about real areas and real people and a current thing that's happening, you know, people may be tuning into this for the first time to see what we're saying about their stake. And of course, the the reality is that, that when we're talking about chasing down, finding names of people who, who genuinely are, aren't able to get to church, who the church has lost contact with, that's one thing. But when we're when we're talking about dead wood, we're we're talking about people who probably don't exist, who have who have died and so need to have a different approach taken to how that would look. Um, you know, I, I totally am behind the messaging that Peter would have received in that training that of of course no one's dead wood. Of course we're not casting off people because you're too much hard work. Well, that is what's happening. Let's face it. You know, it becomes too much hard work, and we get bored of it, and we move on to something that seems like an easier challenge. But you know, if if every soul is supposed to be of equal worth to God, if God sees all of His children, um, in the same way, then we need to get bloody serious about it. And unfortunately, Peter's using a term like dead wood that's how people are being treated and how people are being made to feel who are currently attending church never mind names on a file um so yeah I, I just i think it may sound like we're using really harsh language but the reality is that that you know we can't say it enough the church is dying yeah 
Okay, before we move oh, on, two good. important things. Joe, you can't super chat because I'm not popular enough, but you can find a link in the description below where you can send a tip to PayPal. Thank you. Uh, it, secondly, Joe. secondly, um, before we get to, uh, I guess, the personal actual stakes and talk about the wards, etc., in a very Mormon way, we need to say that we love the people but hate the not sin system we hate the system um yeah. so yeah it's, it's my very... in one of these stakes i'm just gonna yeah, get that out I, there. I used to live in one of these stakes until very recently um so we we have i know jane and peter don't really know the stakes but julian lives in one of the stakes nemo did i did so we we kind of know oh, what's going on on the ground um but let's take a look and cons consolidating is a great idea if if they're gonna if they're gonna have any chance of saving the youth, this is absolutely what they must do, because you have these poor kids who are like the only person their age in their congregation. Everyone else is geriatric. Mm -hmm. They, you know, I've, as a, as a young men's president and in various roles like that, I've been desperate to try and create connections between wards to team people up because they're just not getting what they need in their own wards. So. Uh, you know, while we're we're sort of lamenting the the carnage or the difficulties of consolidating these wards, this is absolutely what they must do if they're going to have any chance of providing some kind of functional, critical mass to hold on to the young people. They'll need to change a ton of other stuff as well. They'll lose them anyway until those change. But this is absolutely the right thing to do if they go for it. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And well, and. And, you know, I think we need to bear that in mind. If I was a young parent, I wouldn't be grumpy about this. I'd be over the moon that my kids might have a few more people in their class on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, well, let's look yeah. at it, Peter, because um, we've got... So I've put together this infographic from the church maps. You can see the stakes there outlined in green. We've got the Birmingham stake in baby blue. We've got the Coventry stake in hot pink. No, not quite hot, powder pink. Um, and I used to live up here, and the stake president hates me, so oh, I've God. made it poo. I, um, I think that should be Coventry steak, to be fair. No, uh, the state president hates my guts. So oh, I, I love I, his I old state president. Stuck one to him. But Coventry steak is still brown. I used to live here in Tamworth. Um, but yeah. So uh, the numbers you can see here, the unit numbers are taken from the church website. But the growth numbers are taken from the document put together by Chris Mace, which showed um church attendance figures between 2011 and 2020 pre-covid so bear in mind these numbers look bad but they could possibly look even worse now that worse. covid is over um so. and yeah and and no, when we look another 20 percent off i think is what people are observing yeah and yep. when we looked at the leaderboard of like poor performance Birmingham stake with uh, a negative growth of 40% over the 10 years was top. Litchfield stake came in third and Coventry stake came in ninth. So all three of these stakes are in the top 10 of negative growth um, for the decade of the teams. I don't know what we call that. During well, which we were meant to have two double membership. So, yeah. the, you know, the significance of these numbers as well is this, it was 2010 that the Europe area target to double sacrament attendance was made. 
So that's possibly a reason why an insider leaked this data that is very specific to that time period. Mm. Um, In the time we were meant to double, yeah. Birmingham almost halved. And what we're and looking it, at here, 245 members is not uh, a, something to shy at. That's two wards, two strong wards. It's gone. You know, 258 members. That's, I mean, all of those members won't have been active. Some of them will obviously have passed away. There will have been some passing with new members and children coming in and old members going out and people taking their names off the records or, as we just described, some of the records being cleaned up. But that that doesn't account for a 40% uh, yeah. loss. Well, the, the, the specific, just in response to what you just said there, what you're talking about there is, is the number on award list. These numbers are attendance. These, yeah, these are, are literal living oh, human yeah, beings no. actually turning up on a Sunday, which is a different and terrible. This is awful. Oh, no, that is really yeah. bad then. Yeah, it's worse this is, than this I thought. Is in seats. So that yeah. bloke who stood on the wall yeah. counting people day in, day in. I used to be one of those people. Yeah, um, yeah these are those numbers. That genuinely is two wards then, at least. Yes. Yeah. Bums that were in seats at the beginning of the decade and weren't by the oh. end. Yeah. Well... From my personal experience, when I told Sister PD that um, they were going to be making these changes, she just said to me, oh, we've only been asking for 10 years because we moved to this town in Tamworth. And I think much like people have already said um, this evening, we were all in wards where there was 120, 130 people. And we moved into Tamworth and people would tell us, oh, 10 years ago, we had 140 people come in. The building wasn't big enough. And then we're sat there in a room with 30 people, uh, half of which are so far along in life that they've retired. You know, they're, they're, they've not got the energy or the ability to put in the hours that the church is wanting. So when you're trying to run a ward mm. on a handbook made for a ward of 200 in Utah with 30 people, it just burns you out half of whom are geriatric and this is the thing about the temple coming into the, this birmingham area is that all those people that could be out finding and helping and doing what the church wants um are now going to be doing busy work in, in a temple it's like opening up a literally a black hole in the middle of this area you know the temple will suck up all available manpower mm -hmm. and it still won't be enough and including with the young people, that they'll they'll create a whole culture of the youth regularly going to the temple, and that's what they do, which is even more boring than they might be, you know, hanging on some people socially otherwise. So to 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 throw a a temple into the middle of this is not a blessing. It's like throwing a hand grenade into a trench where the very few people have survived and they're all too too old to run away it's it's a disaster it's going to be a, a critical it's going to be a, a perfect storm of trauma um and it's going to wipe them out faster it will accelerate decline mm -hmm. is my prediction jane. jane i i mean i i don't know maybe maybe i'm really naive about this but i would have thought that the youth having lots of access and increased access to to temple visits and temple work is probably a a good thing in that the experience of everyone going to have that sort of bonded experience, that, that that's a, a positive. People um, at, at that age, if you're able to go and stay over at the temple, that's 
that's awesome. Oh, spoken problem... like a true Scot there. Well, staying over at the temple. We'll get there. We'll get there. Well, yeah. Well, because it's it's a huge issue because this um certainly Preston Temple is staffed by a lot of Scottish and Irish members of the church who do have to take, you know, weeks, months at a time, um, do do serve temple missions in order to make that happen. But um the consequence that, that I guess would worry me a bit more is is um when you've got youth who are having to maintain that temple worthy standard. It is just yeah. a it, it becomes painful. But actually Nemo, you had you had alluded to something that's my big concern about this. I find it really interesting that um, this looks like it could be a positive, you know, to to bring everybody together and consolidate. That that seems like it could be good. Um, unfortunately, my thinking would be, how the hell are we going to get to church? How the hell are we going to get to stake events and activities and things like that? If you are um older if you have you know with the cost of living just just traveling it's just really not mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it's an expensive thing to do now never mind people who are uh, struggling with uh, young children who are on their own who um you know like me have have a child who can't attend church and, and when you're already very restricted um and being able to attend church all of this just becomes it's re church when it's consolidated and when it's um meeting the needs of a wider geographical area we experience this a lot in scotland because of the amount of rurality here there's a lot of you know uninhabited space in scotland but it means that um we can't access quite as much so the people who are more affluent the people who have time the people who can drive um, things like the home teaching and visiting teaching, we know it's retired, right? But let's call it what it is. Um, those programs, they just become so much diff much more difficult to, to manage because you're covering this wider area. It's always going to require someone with a car. Um, those would be my worries is if you are strong in church, if you are attending, it's going to keep working for you. If they, if they changed where you have to go to church to you know 300 miles away you would make it work somehow the people who are hanging on or the people who are struggling who would be there who can't be there that's that's my worry okay well well we talked earlier about how this is a very high density population area so i think mm. it might not be so much of an issue here but absolutely if this starts being replicated even in my stake in the southeast of england which is densely populated but you know, you knock out a few wards, your journey is going to be an hour, two hours to get to church pretty soon. Um, it, this, you know, I really, that's a, a severe warning for everyone mm. that this is what's coming. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick look because we've mentioned temples and we know that in the past, we've spoken about it as Brit Benjers, that the brethren um, have said that when a new temple is opened, there is a decrease in crime and an increase in membership. And we can see with, with those three stakes coming in the top 10 of declining stakes in the UK, uh, you can see why they possibly put a really unneeded temple right in the middle in Birmingham here. If you look at Western Europe, you can see that it's kind of equidistant, um, the, the temples spaced apart. 
you know, one in Belgium as well. If you just put your cursor over, uh, over just Brussels, yeah, down oh, Belgium's here. <laughs> there we go, right between Paris and The Hague. And, and, yeah. and so, PD, but, could you maybe explain to the audience too, you yeah. know, because lots of them might not be familiar with the fact yeah. that what you're talking about with that map of the British Isles, there, right? Well, uh, yeah, so the, four countries, the, <laughs> like. The, the problem is we've got them equidistant spotted around Europe. And as Nemo said, one coming here in the middle, which is still kind of equidistant. So you'd think that the UK and Ireland, which, as Jane rightly said, um, you've got five countries there, England, Ireland, Northern Ireland, Scotland and Wales. Um, you know, they could do with possibly equidistant again that would be a temple in glasgow or edinburgh up here maybe one across in dublin so i've always but, said my priority list one on that island there right where your cursor is right now one there yeah. is it would be number one number two would be one up in scotland if they didn't put one there that would oh. be a good place for one yeah number three in places would be bristol if you just want to point to where bristol is on the down map. here because that takes all the members that have to go all along all the little rural country roads all down yeah. the southwest all the members in wales that have to come across the border to london that would help them because the thing is britain north to south has got some really nice motorways some really nice fast sort of highways for the american viewers but east to west it's not got a lot so no. something in the west of the country there would be really useful yeah um the last place you need one is <laughs> right in the middle of two temples that you know aren't that far away no it, to, to get from birmingham to a temple there are extremely good traffic links yeah. uh, in both directions and train links all sorts mm. you know we done in under two hours yeah you you don't have to you can do it in half a day um possibly if you get up early but the point being it is not a massive thing to say, we'll go to the temple this weekend. Whereas if you're up here or even further away um, in the north of Scotland or across in Ireland and have to get an aeroplane or a ferry, it is a full weekend. I'm having time off work and we're going to go to the temple. It just boggles the mind that they're, they're just frittering. They're like Oprah with temples. You have a temple. You have a temple. Scotland, uh -uh. no, 